0: Hallelujah! Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together the Vanity. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalm for the Eighth Day O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not punish me in your wrath. For your arrows have already pierced me, and your hand presses hard upon me. There is no health in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no soundness in my body because of my sin. For my iniquities overwhelm me. Like a heavy burden, they are too much for me to bear. My wounds stink and fester by reason of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and prostrate. I go about in mourning all the day long. My loins are filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am utterly numb and crushed. I wail because of the groaning of my heart. O Lord, you know all my desires, and my sighing is not hidden from you. My heart is pounding, my strength has failed me, and my brightness of my eyes is gone from me. My friends and companions draw back from my affliction. My neighbors stand afar off. Those who seek after my life lay snares for me. Those who strive to hurt me speak of my ruin and plot treachery all the day long. But I am like the deaf who do not hear, like those who are mute and do not open their mouth. I have become like one who does not hear and from whose mouth comes no defense. For in you, O Lord, have I fixed my hope. You will answer me, O Lord my God. For I said... Do not let them rejoice at my expense, those who gloat over me when my foot slips. Truly I am on the verge of falling, and my pain is always with me. I will confess my iniquity and my sorry for my sin. Those who are my enemies without cause are mighty, and many in number are those who wrongfully hate me. Those who repay evil for good slander me because I follow the course that is right. O Lord, do not forsake me. Be not far from me, O my God. Make haste to help me, O Lord of my salvation. I said, I will keep watch upon my ways so that I do not offend with my tongue. I will put a muzzle on my mouth while the wicked are in my presence. So I held my tongue and said nothing. I refrained from rash words, but my pain became unbearable. My heart was hot within me. While I pondered, the fire burst into flame. I spoke out with my tongue, Lord, let me know my end in the number of my days so that I may know how short my life is. You have given me a... Mere handful of days, and my lifetime is nothing in your sight. Truly, even those who stand erect are but a puff of wind. We walk about like a shadow, and in vain we are in turmoil. We heap up riches and cannot tell who will gather them. And now, what is my hope? O Lord, my hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions and do not make me the taunt of the fool. I have fell silent and did not open my mouth, for surely it was you that did it. Take your affliction from me. I am worn down by the blows of your hand. With rebukes for sin you punish us. Like a moth you eat away all that is dear to us. Truly, everyone is but a puff of wind. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears. For I am but a sojourner with you, a wayfarer as for my forebearers were. Truly your gaze from me, that I may be glad again before I go my way and am no more. I waited patiently upon the Lord, He stooped to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of a desolate pit, out of mire and clay. He set my feet upon a high cliff and made my sure footing. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and stand in awe and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are they who trust in the Lord. They do not resort to evil spirits or turn to false gods. Great things are that they have done, O Lord my God. How great your wonders and your plans for us. There is none who can be compared with you. Oh, that I could make them known and tell them, but they are more than I can count. In sacrifice and offering you take no pleasure. You have given me ears to hear you. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required, and so I said, Behold, I come. In the roll of the book it is written concerning me, I love to do your will, O my God. Your law is deep in my heart. I proclaimed righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I did not restrain my lips and that, O Lord, you know. Your righteousness have I not hidden in my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your deliverance. I have not concealed your love and faithfulness from the great congregation. You are the Lord. Do not withhold your compassion from me. Let your love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever for innumerable troubles have crowded upon me. My sins have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and altogether dismayed who seek after my life to destroy it. Let them draw back and be disgraced who take pleasure in my misfortune let those who say aha and gloat over me be confounded because they are ashamed let all who seek you rejoice in you and be glad let those who love your salvation continually say great is the lord though i am poor and afflicted the lord will have regard for me you are my helper and my deliverer Do not tarry, O my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, beginning at the 17th verse. While Peter was greatly puzzled about what to make of the vision that he had seen, Suddenly the men sent Cornelius appeared. They were asking for Simon's house and were standing by the gate. They called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Look, three men are searching for you. Now get up, go down, and go with them without hesitation, for I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? They answered, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who was well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So Peter invited the men and gave them lodging. The next day, he got up and went with them, and some of the believers from Joppa accompanied him. The following day, they came to Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. On Peter's arrival, Cornelius met him and, falling at his feet, worshipped him, but Peter made him get up, saying, Stand up, I am only immortal. And as he talked with him. He went in and found that many had assembled, and he said to them, You yourselves know that it is unlawful for a Jew to associate with you or to visit a Gentile, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone profane or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. Now may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, Four days ago, at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling cloth stood before me. He said, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your alms have been remembered before God. Send, therefore, to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon a tanner by the sea. Therefore, I sent for you immediately and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, beginning at the 36th verse. As the disciples were talking about what happened on the road, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, "'Peace be with you.' They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, "'Why are you frightened?' And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They give him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of the Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name of all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city upon whom you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. Here ends the readings. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God, for you created everything that is
1: A reading for Thursday in the week of Proper Nine from a sermon of Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, in the year 430. Goliath was a Philistine, that is, one of the aliens who were making war on the children of Israel. Now, at the same time, David, the author of the Psalms, or rather the instrument of the Holy Spirit who inspired them, was a child or at most a youth who tended his father's sheep. His brothers, who were older, fought in the army of the king. One day David was sent by his parents to take them their food. He thus found himself in the midst of war. Also present at that time was the Goliath already mentioned, gigantic in stature, bristling with weapons, unsurpassed in strength, and consumed with arrogance. In his insolence, he challenged any one of his enemies to individual combat. He demanded that one chosen by them should meet him so that the issue of the war would rest on the result and victory would go to the army of the contestant who prevailed. Now the king of the Jewish people and the children of Israel was at the time Saul. This proposal threw him into great distress and he searched his entire army for a man resembling this giant but he found none who combined the same great stature with similar boldness. While Saul was thus agitated, the youthful David, not presuming on his own strength but trusting in the name of God, dared to offer to stand up against this giant. The king was informed of this and saw in such resolution not the temerarious presumption of a child, but the assurance that comes from piety, and he did not reject the suggestion. He realized, looking at the daring youth, that he had something of God in him, and one so young could not conceive such an idea without an inspiration from on high he thus accepted david's offer and the youth went out to confront goliath they wanted to arm david so that his weapons might supply for his lack of years and the inequality of his strength but these armaments were intended for an older man and far from helping him were too heavy for one so young he did not want a man's armor and rejected it as a weight that would impede his movements. He wanted to go to the combat, free and untrammeled, because he put his strength in God rather than in himself, and he was armed with faith rather than the sword. All human strength lies in the knowledge of God and the reception of his grace, in which David placed all of his confidence. Goliath, on the contrary, only counted on himself, on his own strength, This proud, this boasting, this arrogant man wished to have the sole honor of the victory of his people. Like all the proud, his pride showed itself in his face, and it was in his face that the stone cast by David struck him and felled him. Those who spout vain words and are true Philistines do not form part of the family of Christ. They do not belong to the kingdom of the one who said, Our Father, but are strangers. Who can equal me? Who dares attack me? Is not this the language of those who pride themselves on their own resources? Is not this their invariable sentiment? But David goes forth without armor, furnished only with a few small stones, and this just man will bring low all that pride. This is what the martyrs did. They vanquished the wicked at the very moment when the wicked appeared to be victorious. Here ends the reading.
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, Almighty and Everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory. And grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your Holy Church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.